Aloha, welcome to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Uh, today we have with us a, a man who learned fishing, loves fishing, learned it with his father, built a deep relationship with his dad through fishing, and now is teaching his his sons how to fish. We have Jason Murphy with us. He's one of the men that's behind the big men's conference in Charlotte, North Carolina, which I'll get to speak at soon. So we're stoked to have Jason Murphy with us. We're gonna Maybe all we're going to do is just talk about fishing. Who knows? We'll be right back with the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Welcome to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Kickstart that engine and roll thunder with the pack. Explore the grittiness of manly spirituality. Gain traction in the virtues. Zoop up your spiritual engine by turning adversity into adventure. Now here's Bear Wozniak. Let's ride. Aloha and welcome to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Today we're going to be talking with Jason Murphy. He'll be our co-adventure guide. We're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to talk about fishing. But I got to tell you, I got a, I got a fishing story to tell you guys. I was on a research vessel that left uh, Oahu and went over to, towards Nihihau and then a little island off of Nihihau. Um, Nihihau, you're not allowed to go to unless you're invited. In this little island, there's no people on it all. all. They were going there to count how many certain types of birds were there. And it's very scientific. I watched what they were doing. They counted their legs and divided by two. That's how you know how many birds are on that little island. But as we were leaving, we hooked into a blue fin tuna that was, we, the only way we could bring it in is there's a certain technique you use where you, you pull on the line and you pull on the line. And this is a big research vessel and the captain's halfway up the front. You know, it's probably 150 foot vessel and he's trying to do that fancy thing where you back up and go forward to keep this this big two bluefin tuna the water's so clear that as we're pulling it up and it took us probably 45 minutes to an hour we see it and we think oh it's a nice sized tuna but we realize it's so deep because the water's so clear it's bigger than we thought it was it turned out it's probably 600 800 pounds and right as we're bringing it to the boat the captain backed up and hit propeller cut the cut the line and the, and the and the fish got away, and there's so much like that in our lives. The, the fish that got away, you know, that 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 one huge event that we that we uh, will always remember, and then all of a sudden, no, it's it's taken away from us. But that that's a lot about like our life with Jesus. You know, the He is the great price. He is the He is the uh, the uh, I guess the the jewel of great price. That's what we don't want to lose. Everything else in life, all of our agendas, all of those other things are so small and compared to the thrill of finding Jesus and bringing Jesus, uh, bringing Jesus into our lives and us spending eternity with him. We're talking with Jason Murphy. He is one of the leaders of the Charlotte's Men's Conference, and uh, he's got, been doing a lot of fishing lately. Jason, welcome to the, the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Hey, Bear. Thanks for having me. It's so good Excited to have to you here. here. So I know that you uh, you were you were raised Catholic, but there but but there was a progression in when uh, being Catholic meant it became a lot more. Can you give us just a little background on you? You seem like an adventurous person. You're wearing a Patagonia shirt, so that probably means means something, you know. Yeah. First of all, apologize for my my can, my my attire today. I uh, just got off the boat. I was rushing, uh, pulling up lines to make sure I didn't miss you today, and. Uh, so anyway, that's why my hat's on backwards. Sorry. He was on a fishing boat with his sons. Where were you guys fishing? We were, we were off of, um, ocean isle beach, Holden beach, um, probably about 10 miles out. So, uh, where, where is that? So, uh, coast of North Carolina. So between Myrtle beach, everybody knows Myrtle beach, South Carolina and Wilmington, uh, tip of North Carolina. So 
right in betwixt there, sort of a nice, quiet beach community, small. Is, it, small, is this uh, your own uh, boat that you're using? It is, yeah. So tell is. us about that and who was on the boat with you. So today we had uh, Jude and Joel. Those are my two oldest boys. I've got three boys. I've got Jacob, who's two, and Joel, who's seven, and, and Jude, who's 12 and a half. So we, um, we had spent a lot of time during this pan- pandemic and um, quarantining the last few months, and we finally got back to Charlotte um, a few weeks ago, and the boys and I just had that, you know, kind of kept looking that nervous, that nervous twitch. We hadn't fished in a few days and uh, we figured it'd be good to give mom a, a break too. The house is getting a little crazy with all the kids. We've had, we've got five, we've got two girls, and three boys. And so we decided to come down to the beach and, uh, and hit it kind of hard. So we, we went hard today. We went, we went yesterday and then we got up what, early. And we what time did today. you get up? What time, what time did you get up this morning? This morning, I mean, I'd say early. We got up at six o'clock. That's early for me. I'm I'm not an early bird typically, but uh, for the boys and and for fishing, you know, I'll make some exceptions. And now, uh, now would, at that age, so you get them up. What do you feed them for breakfast? You had, they're not drinking coffee yet, but they probably no, needed it, right? They probably did. Yeah. No, we had some muffins and some bananas, and uh, we were good to go. We, and then we you're off the day before. We were just ready to go. And where do you so. launch the boat from? We keep it at uh, Marina over at Holden Beach. So right now we're staying at Ocean Isle Beach, which is a little bit south of Holden, and we have a have the boat over. It's a twenty five foot uh, center console that we so keep. So is it over in the water? It. You keep it in the water? It's at the marina. Um, we typically dry dock it. You know, mm-hmm. we keep it out of the water, so it's at the marina. So how do you get it in the water? Do they put it in for you? Or what? They put it in. We give them a couple days' notice. They put it in um, yesterday morning. We went out yesterday afternoon, and then. Um, we, we left it in the water last night, and then we, we got there early because they don't well, open until 8. You know, like one of my favorite things to do is when, when I started surfing contests in Cocoa Beach, they'd bring us to this 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 the, the, Port, Cana- the Port Canaveral area, and they used to have this big ramp with this, this restaurant right next to it. And so you could watch the boat ramp follies. You know, I, I do not oh, want to be yeah. the guy that's backing up a boat. <laughs> it was, and it's yeah, yeah, slippery yeah. with uh, the moss and the stuff growing. And mm-hmm. it, it was hysterical. And I, I, I got so hooked on that that I would uh, I would look up on YouTube, boat ramp follies, and see. They're see, out there. They're out it's there. Pretty, 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 but you don't have to do yeah. that. You don't have to. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. I, I've, I've launched quite a few. I've had a couple of boats uh, as an adult, but haven't done it in a while. So I'm just kind of getting readjusted back to, to life on the water. I grew up, you know, my dad was a big fisherman down in Louisiana. So we, you know, I was telling the boys even this morning, I was, I'd be hunkered down at four o'clock. I mean, my dad was super serious. I mean, he was up at four and we were on the water at the fishing hole, you know, by 5 a.m. And we were, we were doing it. So, I mean, it was, yeah, he, he was, I, I take it serious, but it was, he took it, I think, you know, he took it a lot more serious. So. I, it's so cool. I got to tell you, as a young kid, I always wanted to go fishing with my dad. And when I was younger, my father really wasn't available to me. You know, I think it took us until I was graduating from college that we finally did went fishing. And now, now later on, we developed a really deep, you know, deep relationship and and have had our good times like that. But when I was a young man, his focus was was his career. And when I hear you talk about your relationship with your father and how you're passing that on to your sons, what 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 happened? How many, uh, all those times you, you were up early with your dad, what did that impart to you? You know, I, I mentioned to you earlier, you know, my dad passed away back in March, you know, right at the, right in the midst of uh, the coronavirus coming out and just on the cusp of, you know, civil unrest. And uh, it's just been kind of surreal. Um, you know, I, it was, it's been such a journey, I, I, you know, when that happened and, and, 
um, you know, you don't appreciate it. I know everyone says that, you know, you don't appreciate it till your parents die, you, you know, and, and man, you just, you don't appreciate it. For so many years, there's been resentments that have been held and, and, and misconceptions of how things really were um, and just missing, you know, missing the big picture. And it's been now I feel it's weird that I feel closer to him now. And I've told many people that now he knows everything. Now he knows, cause for, for a long time, my parents split up, you know, I was, you know, or you asked about, you know, how growing up. So we grew up, you know, nominal Catholics. We went when it was convenient. It wasn't very serious, but we did it. It was the cultural thing to do down in Louisiana. You know, we, we were Catholic yes, and, yes. and, um, and so, you know, that kind of slipped away parents divorced. And then, you know, fast forward, you know, a lot of resentments built up over the years and, held stupid ideas about my dad, you know, and, and try to justify things, try to be heard, uh, want him to, you know, try to keep peace with step stepmother, but, you know, making sure that he understands, you know, what I'm feeling. But of course that creates controversy, but now it's like, he knows. And I've told my sister, we've talked about it in great detail, just that now he knows, he knows what, what we've been through. He knows what he's, what he, you know, maybe he knows what mistakes he's done. Maybe he knows what, what he's done. Right. And I think, I think now I know he's made, he's done more right than he, than I, than I gave him credit for. So those days growing up as a kid, uh, you know, now it's hard and, and you, you want, you don't want to force it down your kid's throat, but you want to make sure that they really have their eyes open to understand, like, this is what you get. Like, this is happening now. I know it's a fast moment and you're a kid and everything goes by so fast, but like, let, you know, enjoy, enjoy this time. And mm. so that's hard. Like going to the, to the boat launch, like I, I, I've, I'm just kind of get reacquainted with the boat. So, you know, backing in, pulling out, dropping the anchor, all of those things that I've kind of taken for granted that, cause I, my, my dad taught me, I was five years old, you know, doing that stuff. And, and these guys, you know, Joel is, you know, is seven, almost eight and, and, uh, and Jude is, is 12 and a half. So they're just starting to learn this stuff. And so I have to pull back and I have to be like, you know, be a little more patient because, you know, it, it, it's tough out there. There was a guy pulling in today as we were pulling in and oh man, he was trying to, yeah, he just bought himself a ski boat and <laughs> he was all cattywampus and I felt bad for him because that's whole family and his boys on and he was, you could tell he was frustrated. And I was like, man, don't worry. But he's like, oh man, we're just rookies. I'm like, you, you, you don't want to see some of the docking experiences I've had. So we're good, <laughs> oh, yeah, brother. So docking we're, is not, oh, good. Ramping yeah. is bad, but docking is bad too. I know for me, yeah. uh, uh, I, when I, you know, I remember when I got a, a 27 foot Catalina, a little sailboat, uh, during a very difficult, challenging time in my life. And, uh, it was so cool because all of the people where I kept my boat were just like kind of in the same boat, so to speak. All, all of us were going through tough transitions. And, uh, and I remember that first magic moment when I pulled up to get gasoline for the diesel engine, fuel for the diesel engine. I actually didn't overrun the dock. And I remember the great moment in my life when I was actually able to sail in, sail in to my slip as opposed to using the the diesel. We're talking with Jason Murphy and what we're talking about is not small stuff. This, the impact of fathers with their sons and the sons learning uh, real stuff from the dad, whether it's how to throw a football or how to fish, uh, how to treat a woman, all these things, uh, how significant the father's love for the sons are. We'll be right back with Jason Murphy. He's one of the leaders of the men's conference in Charlotte, North Carolina. We'll be speaking. Uh, I get to be there uh, in March of 2021. We'll be right back with more of the Bear Wozniak adventure. Mahalo for your kokua in supporting us. Deep Adventure Ministries is grateful to you, our listeners, 
for supporting the Bear Wozniak Adventure Radio Show at deepadventure.com. We would not be able to bring you our radio show with its uniquely powerful and gritty outreach without your help. You can become part of our pack. You can support our ministry by going to patreon.com forward slash Bear Wozniak or by just going to deepadventure.com and clicking on the Patreon link and become a part of our outreach. That's deepadventure.com. Once again, mahalo for your kokua. This is a warning. The Bear Wozniak Adventure is dangerous. The radical change Bear challenges you to is not for wimps. Change this station now to a soft rock station before it's too late. You've been warned. Now, here is Bear Wozniak. Aloha, welcome to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. At Deep Adventure Ministries, we believe that the most radical thing you can do in life is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. And we do mean wild. God is wild. Have you ever been out in Big Surf? Have you ever been lost in the mountains? Have you ever come upon a grizzly bear? Or you're fishing and the and the weather changes. You find out that God is pretty gnarly and you're not someone to be messed with and not to be taken for granted or to be put on the shelf. But once you do abandon yourself to his will, the great the real great adventure begins. And I think that men need to take their sons out to experience real adventure. We're talking with Jason Murphy. We've been talking about fishing, but it's so significant. Jason is one of the leaders of the Charlotte's Men's Conference. What's the name of the conference again? That's the Catholic Men's Conference of the Carolinas. And it's where, what's your website? So we are catholicmenofthecarolinas.org. And you can find about the, their upcoming men's conference, which is in March. What Do you remember the dates? I think it's the 21st. Oh, That's what I have shoot, in my mind, too. To, yeah, That's what I, I have in my mind, too. 21st, 2021, yeah. So, St. Thomas Aquinas Catholic Church in oh, Charlotte. Charlotte, beautiful Charlotte. I love Charlotte. So, and you know, we filmed Long Ride Home in the, in the Carolinas. We spent a good long time nice. riding motorcycles. Blue Ridge Parkway. Yeah. yeah, Virginia Beach up to, oh, yeah. to uh, Asheville and then the Blue Ridge Parkway, tra- Tale of the Dragon. But we're talking mm-hmm. with Jason Murphy. I can't tell you how significant I think it is that when I when we took when you uh, came online with us to do this interview, I heard the noise of your sons in the background. You had just come in from fishing with them ten miles out at sea. Uh, there's a scripture verse, the last verse of the Old Testament. It's been watered down. Some translations say, "And he will turn the hearts of the parents towards the children, and the children towards their parents." I have also seen the watered-down version of that translation where it says he'll turn the hearts of the sons to the children and the children towards their father. But actually, the translation is, I will turn the heart, the last verse of the Old Testament, I will turn the hearts of the fathers to their sons and the sons to the fathers. And in Deuteronomy, it says, I will carry you, Israel, like like a father carries his son. When I see what's happening in the world today, there just seems to be this total sense of misdirection and loss among the men, especially. When my son Shane was on an evangelistic trip to Nepal, he went into this remote mountain village, jungle village, and there were men up in the treetops in huts that surrounded this village. And my son goes, why are they there? And they said, because of the wild elephants that will come through and just come right into our 
our village and try to destroy the village. And he said, why? And he said, the man said, because they have, they've taken the adult males and killed them for their tusks. They've poached them. And there's no adult male elephants to teach the young men the way that they should go. And while he was sleeping in his hut, the, the hut right next to him was rampaged by a, by a young male elephant. That's what I see happening in the streets. That's what I see happening in the secret rooms of the, of the young men that are, that are given way to pornography, uh, that are aimless in their existence. It's like as if they don't have fathers. And I know over half of the homes now, there isn't a father in the home. Our, our society is dying because there aren't men like Jason Murphy that goes out on a boat with his men, his young sons fishing at 6 a.m. and maybe never even mentions Jesus, but he's being God the Father to them. He's showing the love and the care of, the, of, of a father's love for the sons. So Jason Murphy, we're so proud of what you represent for, 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 for manliness. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, just listening to you and uh, trying to instill that in my boys. Um, it's just, a, it's a tough one, you know, it, society and life and everything just takes it's so busy and you know you just feel like you don't have enough time to to really sit down and teach things to the boys but you know in hindsight you look back and you're like well what is what you know what are we really doing here and uh, are we you know not just fishing you know we're we're bonding uh, like this morning and you know it was a little you know it's not something we typically do uh, to be honest you know we don't get up and read scripture together i'm you know i'm not gonna say we do you know as a family we you know most most days during the week we'll, we sit down and we'll, we'll say the rosary together um really on a, um on our own you know like today you know i wanted i wanted uh jude you know i, I had the readings pull, pull up from the from the daily uh for us you know the conference of bishops i get the, an email every morning with the, the daily readings and so i say here jude we we read the, well we you know we said a few prayers before we got up and then he started reading and, and uh, I, you know, can't remember the exact, you know, I'm a good Catholic, can't, can't quote any scripture, but uh, you know, he, Jesus was in, is in the boat mm-hmm. and uh, he, you know, he got out of the boat and there was a possessed man. And um, you know, he, he sent the demon into the swine herd. And so they didn't know what, they were like, what's the swine. So we, you know, swine, well, that's, you know, pigs and that's a herd. And they were up there at a mountain and, uh, the demon was just screaming, no, don't send me, you know, don't, don't, don't destroy us. Don't destroy us. So I tied that in trying to explain to the boys, like God loves us so much. He will give us what we want. He gave the swine what they wanted and what they wanted was, or what gave the demons, what they wanted, what the demons wanted was to not be destroyed. So technically God did not destroy them. He put them in the swine, but the swine couldn't handle the possession and went immediately off of the cliff. So, the same, the same goal, you know, was accomplished. You know, God did destroy them, but I was trying to explain to the boys, you know, people want money and they want to live just for money. So they pray and pray for money or success. And God loves us so much. He will give those things to us, even if to our, you know, to our, you know, destroy, destroying us, even, you know, even to our, our he allow, within his permissive yeah. will, yeah. he, uh, he may allow us to have what we ask so we can learn that there's something greater it's that we need to be mercy seeking. and justice you know it's yeah it's, it's, uh, but yeah so we shared that this morning it, it was it was really nice so it was that's a i hope that they they remember those things and i know it's hard and me i want to i want to you know overdo it and feel like you know let's make sure this is really really in, you know you really got this but i just want to step back and it'll be what it's going to be god will touch their hearts and they'll remember that story and they'll remember getting up and going fishing and um you know the rest is in god's hands so what you what you are saying to them is, uh, you know, to seek God, to desire, to desire His will, 
God in his permissive will may allow you to, to uh, you may ask for something. He may allow you to experience that so that, it, you know, I know in my own life, a lot of the things that I really wanted and came to pass were really a great harm to me or really just caused a lot of pain and, and frustration. Whereas, uh, you know, like buying a car that's more, more than you should probably be spending on a car. And then, and then you at the at the time you just have this desire. You go, you go car crazy. You want that car, and then later you realize paying those bills means oh, I can't go on that. I can't do this instead, or I'm having tr- struggle even paying for our food. But th- God allows you the free agency to make bad decisions, uh, and then in that in that context to train us, and He'll use He'll use all things together. All things work together for the good, for those that are called according to His purposes, and God will will allow that kind of allow that so that he can uh, teach us a deeper truth and kind of correct our our heart and correct our behavior we're talking with jason murphy uh jason tell us a little bit now back back up a little bit you your your own walk in faith with the lord when you, you were raised you said in louisiana by a family that was more of cultural catholics than right yeah so we it was we were nominal catholics we went when it was convenient we went um you know, if it was there and available, if we were out of town, you know, that wasn't something that was on priority. Um, but my grandmother, my mom's mother was, was very devout and she was, really? I know, I mean, See, there she you was, go. that's significant. That yeah. woman praying. Oh yeah. Yeah. She was given the scapular, the crucifixes, sending me the letters, you know, you know, always smile, say your prayers. I mean, those are the two big things. And, um, and honestly, that's it, the direction my life went. I, I went to an all, you know, I went to Catholic elementary schools through eighth grade. I went to all boy Catholic high school. Um, you know, it was good discipline, but the faith really was, it, it was cultural. I mean, it was, you know, it was good. It's a good school and all that, but you know, I don't know. Well, I wasn't ready. I, I don't, I don't think it was, you know, it probably wasn't a priority sports and, and, and education there was, you know, it was pretty priority. Uh, the faith, it was certainly there. I just don't know how, uh, how well that was, you know, uh, impressed. So how, did, how did that, students. how did that come to life for you then? So, you know, went through, went through Catholic, you know, uh, all boy Catholic high school, uh, looking back, I'm glad I did. It was good discipline. You know, there are probably some things about, you know, some you know, morals and, and just discipline and education that I got that I, and I probably wouldn't have otherwise. Um, after high school, um, went, you know, went to LSU. Um, that's just, I mean, that's serious business down in Baton Rouge. Oh, where, where yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah. My son, I'm went, from. my son went to one of those games. He said, I was scared, Dad. He just, he, it's, he was working in the area. He said, you don't want to, you better be an LSU fan if you go. What do they call the stadium there? That's Tiger Stadium. But yeah, isn't, Tiger there a name, stadium. But isn't there a nickname for well, it? Death Valley. Yeah, Death, Death Valley, Valley for sure. Yeah, the real, yeah. the real Death Valley. Death Valley is not in Clemson, and we, we figured that out. We, we yeah. all saw that. Uh, <laughs> we're, last, ta- we're, yeah. we're talking with Jason Murphy. He is one of the leaders of the Charlotte, the Charlotte's men's conference. What is it called again? Catholic men's conference of the Carolinas. And it's going to be held in Charlotte on March 21 at St. Thomas Aquinas. What did you, where is it going to be? St. Tom, Thomas Aquinas Catholic church. That's in the North side of Charlotte near UNCC. So but we want to warn you Charlotte. men not to come. Don't come because if you do come, <laughs> something radical is going to happen in your life. But if you want to experience a radical, a deeper walk with God, and then uh, go to the website. What's the website again? 
CatholicMenOfTheCarolinas.org. Catholic Men, if you want to learn to be manly, come to that event. I get to be one of the speakers. Uh, I believe it's March 21, so check it out. This is the Bear Wozniak Adventure. We'll be right back. Deep Adventure Ministries is grateful to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union for underwriting the Bear Wozniak Adventure on EWTN. Notre Dame Federal Credit Union provides car loans, mortgages, SBA loans, and depository accounts nationwide, as well as 24-hour support. Go to deepadventure.com to find their link or go to notredamefcu.com. Mahalo to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union for making the Bear Wozniak adventure possible. Men, yes, we mean you. Go to deepadventure.com and check out Bear's Man Cave, a men's only Facebook group. Join the pack with other men as they challenge and inspire one another to manly virtue. Plus, you can dialogue with us in our regular video chat meetups. Plus, get your exclusive content. Join at deepadventure.com. That's deepadventure.com. Aloha, welcome back to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Hey, we want to invite you men to join Bear's Man Cave. It's something that's, I don't know, it's kind of inspired, I think. We've, we started this secret Facebook group a few years ago, and uh, we have these Zoom video chat meetings. We've actually been doing it for a while, doing these Zoom, Zoom meetups. And uh, it's just a bunch of misfits. It's like the Cave of Adullam. King David, when he was running from Saul, King Saul, he hid in the cave of Adullam, and guess what? It says all these misfits were gathered to him. Men who owed money, men who were on the run from the law, uh, or just, just misfits. God brought them together into this cave and formed them into the mighty band of warriors that were King David's valiant men. And so come come to deepadventure.com. You'll see a warning sign that says, danger, don't push this button. Push that button. Mm -hmm. Women, you can sponsor your men and your sons into the man cave too. And then we post these really, uh, all the men just really get real with each other. I'm, I'm dealing with this in my life. Please pray for me in this area. What do you men think about this? And then, and then about every, uh, whenever I feel like it, different random times of the week or different times of day, we have a Zoom video chat meetup, and that's where we get very real with each other. It's been amazing because a lot of the men in the man cave have been launched into their own ministry. Some of them have their own like sort of man cave, you know, whiskey and cigar night on their back deck, or maybe they're having breakfast with their best buddies, or maybe they started a That Man Is You program or helped launch a men's conference, or some have even become priests. So we invite you to go to deepadventure.com and join the cave. We're talking with Jason Murphy. He's a man's man. He just, he, just now he, he I, I messed, we messed with him because he was out 10 miles out with his two sons, Jude and Joel, uh, fishing for King Mackerel. And uh, he had to turn that boat around and come in to do this interview with us. Jason, welcome to the, to the Bear Wozniak adventure. Yeah, Bear, I'm glad we did. Glad to be with you today, for well, sure. Well, we're talking about, we were backtracking and talking about your conversion, how you were, go, you were yep. basically in a, in, a, in a Catholic home. They, they were committed enough to have you go to school, <laughs> all of your elementary and high school years as a Catholic, uh, but you didn't really sense that, that deep devotion. How did things develop from you when you went, when you came out of high school? You had, were basically formed, especially maybe in, in the area of discipline and moral virtue. How did it, when did you get hungrier for God and how did that happen? 
Yeah, so like I was saying, you know, went off to LSU and um, enjoyed every moment <laughs> of, of that. Uh, can't hey, by say the way, it, I got to tell you something about LSU. You're going to okay. hate me for this. I went to Baylor. Oh, man. You know where Dave Aranda is now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been, we've been gutted. This year, LSU's been gutted. <laughs> well, you win sure. the national yeah. championship. Yeah, what do you expect? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's that's all right. We'll see what uh, Coach Joel's got this coming. I love year, that so. coach, man. When he when he He's took awesome. over, a, when he took over a coach, he was like assistant interim coach, right? Right. And you listen to him talk. Yeah. He sounds like he's got gravel in his in his throat. He can hardly. But go Tigers! <laughs> but you do that's, not want to meet him in a dark alley. <laughs> no, Coach O's great. Good man. Good man. So I love him. But yeah, so you know, spent some time at LSU. That didn't work out so well. Um, Ended up moving up to North Carolina shortly thereafter. My mom had moved up in 89. Um, got up there and just kind of further declined, got into some trouble. And, uh, you know, I was going to tie back in with my grandmother, you know, with yeah. um, you know with her with her faithfulness. Um, her brother, she had a brother who was a priest and very faithful family of nine kids. Uh, good Sicilian family. So, oh, uh, yeah. Mascarella, you know. Mascarella. Makes me hungry. I know, man. I was thinking of some spaghetti and meatballs right now. But hey, now, um, Murphy's is Irish, right? Yeah, I guess. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the, uh, stick, it's, stick it's, to the stick to the stick to yeah. the Sicilian mm -hmm. food. Yeah, you ever had, you ever yeah. had Irish porridge? The real porridge they make. Oh uh, man, I, yeah. I, I'm just not stick much. Stick to out the there, Sicilian right. side on the on when it comes to yeah. <laughs> the eating frenzies. That's that's right. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, so ended up moving up to North Carolina. You know, kind of continued my decline. Um, and basically, you know, hit, hit, hit a pretty hard rock bottom where, you know, it was, you know, family was kind of against me. I was against everybody. So what um, were you doing that? I mean, not without going into any detail, but I mean, what, yeah, just, just, you know, getting into the, you know, trying, you know, alcohol, you know, drinking a lot of alcohol, partying a lot, you know, trying drugs, getting into that whole scene. Oh and, man. And just, just That's getting a lost slippery slope, man. People don't come back get, from that. Got real lost in it. And, uh, you know, thanks be to God. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm I've got, some addicts in my life that are recovering mm. and uh and by god's grace i was not you know didn't have that that addictive uh component because we wouldn't be sitting here right now honestly it was it was it was it was it was bad it was it was rock bottom um an interesting you know side of that is i had one friend who i was introduced through the whole you know kind of you know kind of drug scene i guess i would say without you know not not too bad but uh you know was introduced through that and uh, basically you know hit rock bottom got in a whole bunch of trouble and all my friends you know they're gone you know they were gone best thing that could have happened best thing that could happen is that they bailed on you i, I had a dalmatian didn't feel like it though right yeah no i had, had a dalmatian a named boone best dog ever no one else would agree but i cried to boone you know so much. it was a tough time in my life just just laid there and cried with that dog and that mm. dog was he, he was there he was there for me um but you know at that point besides boone i had one other friend and he was a traditional catholic being you know he he kind of slipped away like i said he was we were introduced on you know in not the best circumstances but he stuck around and uh you know, back to my grandmother, she had given me an old uh, crucifix from Germany, probably, mm. you know, World War II era that she had given to me years ago uh, with a little scapular that I had always draped around it. And I kept it on my, on my wall. I just it was just I just felt like that's what I needed to do. That's um, so in, that that it, is so interesting. 
that little detail just kind of something you hung on to. I did. And, uh, and that friend one time, he, he saw it and he's like, I didn't know you were Catholic. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm Catholic. And he's like, you know, you should come to church with me one day. And I was like, man, I, you know, I, and I, I, that, I can't get in trouble at church. You know, I was like, sure. Yeah. Uh, I went to a traditional Latin mass um, and it changed my life. Mm. Uh, it, it just, I had, I'd never been in, in a place that was just so solemn and reverent and coming from the life that I was living, it was just right where I needed to be right at that time. And I basically, I started going, uh, at that Sunday, I went every Sunday after made a huge general confession. Uh, I think I scared everyone because Wait, you, know, what you, do you, mean you little, made a huge general confession, like a general confession of my whole life. To who? Uh, I, to I, who? You know, to, to one of the priests. Okay, so because uh, when you said you scared everybody, I thought you. Oh yeah, no, no, not just. Yeah, I didn't just like go and do a public public confession. <laughs> well, you went, so so you, you went to this church. Yeah. And you felt a sacredness. There. I did. And you also felt and, like an invitation. And absolutely. so, how scary was it to go to confession? What was, what compelled you? Oh man, yeah. So. I, I didn't go the first couple of weeks that I had gone back to mass, but I eventually I started, you know, thinking, well, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to receive, I'd like to, you know, go to the sacraments. I had never been so, it, it was you were wise small... enough. You were wise enough and you understood the sacredness of it enough not to receive the Eucharist until you went to confession. Well, probably my friend as well. He, you know, he yeah. probably was, you know, probably gave me a couple of little pointers before we went and, yeah. and, and that was good. You know, I knew kind of knew my place and I knew, and after you go and it's a small chapel and, you know, you see things, you're, it's like a small classroom. You're just in more, you know, you're in mm, touch with what's more going intimate. on. It's not a, not a, you're not a huge college, you know, room or something. You're in a small, intimate little chapel. And, uh, I felt, you know, compelled to kind of go through. And when the priest asked me, he said, you know, when was your last confession? I said, never <laughs> it's right here. Cause you know, because I had, I had never knew what it was. I never knew what confession was when we were in, you know, high you school or, or whatever. Yeah, I went as a child, and they're like, "Well, think of a few bad things you did." And so, okay, well, you know, I was a jerk, and you know, maybe I hit my sister and stole a cookie, and you know, but you know, as I got to be in high school and college, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know what confession was. I mean, I had no idea. So, you know, that was great. A little, you know, you know, these little chapels, you know, everyone lines up right before mass, and uh, you know, typical chapel like that, everybody's pretty frequent with their confessions. They're, you know, especially a traditional right. community. Yeah, like they've been they they get a, a scrub every two or three, four yeah. weeks. And here you exactly. haven't been in years. Oh yeah, so I kind of went in line and. Man, I came out. I'm sure there was sulfur and bats just flying out of that little confessional <laughs> well, when I was done. You know. Let's talk about that. I, no, we're going to have to take a break in a moment, so if we have to interrupt, we'll come back to it. But you walked in there. Was there trepidation before you walked in or, or excitement or what did it feel I was like? nervous, but thinking back like at the moment now, I'm, I'm, I think I was, I was ready. I, I, was, I was ready to get all that, get it off. I was ready to get it, get cleaned up, you know, and mm. just that I started to understand, you know, faith and what the mass was, even in those few short weeks, uh, wow. but I was ready. So you walked in and, and uh, you, you, you just started to unload. Why, uh, you started to share, share well, I, we gotta take a break here. Well, let's take this break, because yeah. I wanna come back, because I'm gonna tell you, so many men, so many women, um, their return to a personal encounter with Jesus Christ begins in the confessional. It's phenomenal what happens in a confessional when in, when uh, when you open up to a person who's in persona Christi, who is representing the love of Jesus and the mercy of Jesus. 
to you in the confessional. We're talking with Jason Murphy. So proud of this man. He's one of the leaders of the Charlotte Men's uh, Conference there. I'm going to be speaking to on March 21. What's the name of, what's the uh, the website they can find find again? Catholicmenofthecarolinas.org. Manliness. So that's, that's what we need. We need fathers. We need manliness in today's world. So if you're in that area, please come and join us on March 21. This is the Bear Wozniak Adventure. We'll be right back with Jason Murphy. He's going to tell us all of the sins he confessed. No, just kidding. We're going to talk about the impact of confession. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, man, I don't want you to miss out on your free stuff at deepadventure.com. Go there and subscribe to our weekly email newsletter. You get free video content, including the Bear Wozniak radio show, video version on YouTube before it even airs on EWTN. And you can follow us on all of our social media. Go to deepadventure.com and subscribe. Get your free stuff. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to press the subscribe button and ring that little bell. Don't miss out. Deep Adventure Ministries is grateful to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union for underwriting the Bear Wozniak Adventure on EWTN. Notre Dame Federal Credit Union provides car loans, mortgages, SBA loans, and depository accounts nationwide, as well as 24-hour support. Go to deepadventure.com to find their link or go to notredamefcu.com. Mahalo to Notre Dame Federal Credit Union for making the Bear Wozniak adventure possible. Mahalo for your kokua in supporting us. Deep Adventure Ministries is grateful to you, our listeners, for supporting the Bear Wozniak adventure radio show at deepadventure.com. We would not be able to bring you our radio show with its uniquely powerful and gritty outreach without your help. You can become part of our pack. You can support our ministry by going to patreon.com forward slash Bear Wozniak or by just going to deepadventure.com and clicking on the Patreon link and become a part of our outreach. That's deepadventure.com. Once again, mahalo for your kokua. Aloha, welcome back to the mystery of the Catholic faith, to the depth of mystery profoundness of the sacraments. Catholic faith is so powerful and the sacraments that Christ instituted, for example, when he said to Peter, who sins you forgive are forgiven, who sins you don't forgive are not forgiven. Something powerful about the Catholic faith, about the Christian faith, is it's handed down from person to person. Most people don't become Christians out of the blue, right? They, most Christians are, 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 are led to Christ by someone. And thank God for the Catholic Church that's been faithful to the teaching of the, the tradition and of the scriptures for these last 2,000 years. One of the most profound things that you can do is go to confession. I know for me, it's like, I think of it like uh, uh, jumping out of an airplane, skydiving. You, there's a lot of trepidation when I get in line. And then I always ask the priest to help me, so I'm more focused on confessing my sins and on the form of knowing all the prayers just right because I get nervous. And then uh, after confessing and the priest prays for me, there's a, I, if you have an experience, you don't know what we're talking about. There's a tremendous grace that pours forth. There's a tremendous sense of forgiveness and of being clean that doesn't come. I mean, I confess my sins every night in my examine, but it's not the same as receiving the sacrament 
It's it's there's something some special grace is imparted of of God's love and acceptance and also of a power that you can conquer whatever sin you have in your life. And that's the same like skydiving. If you you're scared, every you know the 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 plane gradually empties just like the people in line in front of you. Gradually the line gets shorter when you're <laughs> going to confession, and then you jump and there's just the acceleration of the free fall. And the peace that comes then after you do the confession, when you open the canopy, mm. and then when you land, you're like, bring it, man. I'm ready for anything. I've been set free by the Lord. So when you went in to confess your sins, Jason Murphy, who's one of the leaders of the Charlotte's Men's uh, Conference, I'll be speaking to you on March 21, uh, 2021. You begin to open up your heart and share what, what you, you had to confess. What what happened in that? What happened before you, in that time, that brief time you had in the confessional, what happened? You have to, don't tell us the details. I mean, just what did you experience? Yeah, I mean, the priest was very gentle. Um, I had no clue. I mean, I had prepared. So, I, I mean, I, I, you know, but I had no clue where that and how that was going to go. And he just, he led it. He just said, well, let's just, let's just start back to your earliest memories, you know, and let's walk through those. And, um, you know, we wanted to cover everything. He went you know, all the to... way back to your earliest memories. He did a, a St. Augustine journey with you. Mm, we did. I, it, that's what I was, you know, saying yeah, this, this, uh, you know, most folks at this little chapel are probably in and out of confession in two to three, four or five minutes max. And uh, this was, this is definitely one of those over 30 minutes where everyone's kind of shaking their head and wondering who's this guy. Who is that sinful <laughs> guy? guy? Yeah, that's right. So, but yeah, he, uh, he was very gentle. Um, he just kind of walked me through and there were things that I, you know, I, 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 I acknowledge, I remembered, I, you know, while we were speaking, you know, things that would just pop in my head and, and, um, Did it help you go to the, into I, the deeper places too? Like, I get it now. I see where I was coming from or. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, we just, he's like, well, let's, let's just, you know, let's just, let's just go out a little deeper, you know, <laughs> speaking of fishing, let's just, let's just go out a little deeper, you know, let's think, you know, and, uh, I, there were things that, you know, maybe, uh, I had held on to that I, you know, even going back to, like I said, youngest memories of, of things as a kid, like maybe that wasn't right. I don't know. You know, was I of age of reason? I'm not sure at that point, you know, hard to say, but, but just being able to go back and, and kind of build from there, you know, we mm. kind of tore everything down so that now we can move forward. You know, we get rid of all that garbage. And one of the, you know, one of the you know, beautiful things and a friend of mine mentioned before I went in, he's like, just, just visualize Jesus sitting there. And ever since then, I always try to, you know, visualize, you know, Christ sitting there on the other side of that screen, just, just, just taking it. And, uh, Wow. And that's, that's beautiful. It's a, it's a beautiful, you know, it's a beautiful thing. So confessions, it's awesome. Um, you know, I try to go as often as, you know, as I can, you know, two weeks, I, I really like going two weeks. If I get into that, I start feeling kind of, you know, like wearing a dirty shirt for too many days. You just kind of start so to feel well that. stated, so well stated. And so many people during the Eucharistic famine that we, we, we have been going through, uh, it's also the, the confessional, you know, we've been missing Absolutely. out on that. Um, I know there was times in my life when I was having a particularly difficult person in my life, and I would get angry, not necessarily even voice the anger, but I went to confession every day. And that, that reality check of that and the grace that came eventually healed me. We're talking with Jason Murphy. He's one of the leaders of the men's conference. The, the, what is the name of the conference again? It's the Catholic Men's Conference of the Carolinas. Um, the website, Catholic Men of the carolinas.org march 21 we'll be there to be sharing with the men we want the men to come to the event and so then you came out of this this confessional feeling like you could fly 
Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, I still remember. I mean, I still remember that day. I still remember the look on everyone's face like, <laughs> in the confessional like, line. <laughs> I still remember that. Sirens to show yeah, up abs- <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Um, I just remember that it was just like a, just the light, just, uh, the purity, just a really beautiful day, you know? And that's been, that was like 1997, you know, going way back. I mean, it still sits with me like it was yesterday. Just such a beautiful moment. And then you're wondering, um, you Lord, know, what, Lord, what do you want with what, what? What is my life supposed to be? And you be, didn't you go to seminary for a while, or are you trying to discern? Yeah, location? so so I kind of did a full pendulum swing. I um, you know went from the crazy life, um, post college crazy life, uh, rock bottomness, to uh, I think you know maybe seeking out a vocation. You know, and and as a single guy, I mean, you know, having conversations with the priest I was around, with some you know friend Catholic friends that you know, I was building like we really needed to seek first the kingdom, you know, and Praise um, God, well said, well said. And so I just thought, you know, I'm a single guy. Well, like, I don't, you know, I need to, I need to go straight to this. Like first, let me try this first. That's I so, want to serve God. Yeah. They say that discerning the priesthood is so discerning. The priesthood is God's will, whether or not, I mean, for, for many men, whether or not it's God's will for you to be a priest, it is God's will for you to discern. I know right. I went through that process in a, in a, in a different way I, I know when i was young when i was in social studies class in high school i had this epiphany that i could have a child and my whole life changed that i could everything every decision i made was man i could be a dad i could really bring an eternal being into existence but then as i really fell in love with the lord when i was 19 jason i have to, I, you know, I, I would always call him lord and then suddenly it was like the lord said well am i your lord and there was this challenge for me to be a priest even though i wanted to be a father and everyone kept coming up to me you should be a priest so I went away and I, I did a lot. Uh, I, I dealt with that for about six months and then finally went up to the Pecos Benedictine Monastery, uh, Catholic Charismatic Monastery in Pecos, New Mexico, Holy Ghost Canyon. And I, I did a, not a long fast, but a seven day fast, you know, no food. Um, and at night when I first got there, I laid on my bed just wrestling. And finally I just said, God, as hard as it is to serve you, it's harder not to, you can have me. And then God released me to be, to the vocation of being a father not a priest, but a dad. But you went through that discernment process, and yeah. and we're running out of time. We need to, without going too fast, you then, what happened there? And then you met your wife, or? Right, yeah, so I, I went, I, I spent maybe, um, you know, a handful of years discernment. I went to a brother's novitiate out in El Paso, Texas. I went and looked at a Benedictine monastery out in, uh, in New Mexico as well, Silver City, out that way. Um, went up and spent some time in different little chapels um, mm. and eventually, um, you know, went to two different seminaries to try and, you know, sort, sort things out. Um, felt called that way, but also felt a call back, back home. Um, it was difficult. What a beautiful Finally journey came. though. What, I mean, what you really it took was. that serious and it was, it was, I wouldn't trade that. I learned so much about my faith and still practice so many of those things that I, you know, having, you know, daily office and meditations oh, that, I, the, that I don't have as, as I, as I used to as much, but they're, they're there. They, that there's a bedrock there that thank the Lord. I was able to reestablish, you know, as a, as a 20 year old, um, you know, it God. just, so basically, you know, went on that little path, um, February of 2000, I think, ended up, you know, leaving seminary, um, decided to go back and, and take some classes at the local community college, you know, that fall 2000, uh, saw my wife and I, I know, you know, you, you hear these people say, well, I knew, you know, and you think, oh yeah, right. You know, but I saw her and I went home that day and I told my roommate, I was like, there's something about 
this girl and there's something God. about her Praise and God. so the next class i showed up early and i thought well <laughs> if, she, if she's interested she'll come sit next to me and sure enough she did and uh then she needed some tutoring she said so you know I, I helped her with some math and uh here we are you know six i'm going on 16 years five kids later so and she was uh she was a devout catholic at that time or no she's a convert she converted before we got married so she was uh she was baptist uh good carolina baptist yeah uh, and uh she would never become love baptist or she swore she would never become catholic and uh not only did she become Catholic, she you know started you know teaching in a Catholic school and wow. Um, so we're and, talking, we're talking. We got to yeah. draw it to a close, yeah. Jason. You know, my wife <laughs> yeah, was a yeah. Baptist too, and I went to a Baptist university. I love Baptists, um, but uh, so thankful for the depth in the the, the of the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. of course. But Jason Murphy, uh, what's the name of the men's conference again? Catholic Men's Conference of the Carolinas. We want to tell you guys, there's men's conferences all over the United States. Uh, Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance CMLA. If you if you if you if you mm. dig on this conversation, go to that website. You'll find out there's a conference right near you, and you you need to go. You need to get feel the power of all the manliness around you, manly virtue. It'll help you launch yourself deeper into your walk with the Lord. But we hope we see you if in that area in Charlotte on March 21 of um, of 2021. This is the Bear Wozniak adventure. We got to head out. Uh, I, I, hate, I always hate to say goodbye. I always think of become just get to start to know people and then it's time to take off. Yeah. Go to deepadventure.com. If you subscribe to our email newsletter, you get a free audio version of my newest book, Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue. Until next week, Jason, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Bear. Until Good next week, you. may the breath of the Holy Spirit aloha you. Aloha. You've been listening to The Bear Wozniak Adventure. Go to bearwozniak.com to get your free audio and other exciting content. Plus, you can pick up the Long Ride Home 10-episode DVD set, autographed copies of Bear's books, Long Ride Home shirts, tanks, coffee cups, and even motorcycle pins and patches. And find out how guys can sign up for Bear's Man Cave online Facebook group, all at bearwozniak.com.